No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it wrong. Podcast can take the true content. The few simple expressed by the host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the number one wrestling podcast on Pouring Up the Smack and Raw podcast. I am your host, the patron state of podcast and the warden, Matt Ritter, and I am here with my co-hosts uh, this evening. I'm gonna I'm gonna give special honors to the Will Gray, host of Botch Spots and Chair Shots, the man of which I am his personal pouring up poppy for literally just hopping on to fill my void. Uh, Five minutes of notice. Mateo, Katie, I love the shit out of you guys. It's great to see you on a Friday night. Also, I don't have any pants on. Okay. I just heard heard a giggle from under your desk. (laughs) Not under Uh, my desk. uh Uh-huh. She's in the... (laughs) I was going to say, the boss is supposed to be sitting at the desk. You're supposed... Anyway, uh... Also with it's us this dark. evening, as always, she is the Sultan of Step On Me, the host of the Sheely Showcase inside the mind of in the crowd. Not really because it doesn't exist anymore. And story time with Miss <laughs> Katie Kinsey Bay Bay, the shaman of Sheely. Katie, how you doing? I'm good. I got energy. I got I'm sorry, I got adrenaline in my yeah. soul. Something, something. Something, something, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Did you approach a glory hole tonight? Was that a thing? No, no, no. What? Stop. Those are the lyrics. We have discussed this. It's (laughs) adrenaline in my soul. As I approach this glory hole, I tell myself I'm Cody Rhodes. If you go to Twitter and go at at Matt Ritter and ask that person what the lyrics are, that's what they will tell you. It is official. So, um, that's how you officially look up lyrics to all songs. As you go, at oh, Matt Ritter, you ask, you ask, what him. are the lyrics? Yeah, exactly. And he'll that's tell how me. I get my New Japan Pro Wrestling names. See, there you go. <laughs> TD Super <Nero>? exactly. <laughs> but uh, you got to go to SmackDown tonight. I did. And that's fun. why you're in a good mood. Yeah. Not the glory <laughs> hole, the SmackDown. Yeah, just just SmackDown. No glory hole. But you will visit any glory holes within the you know last. However many hours it's been since I've seen you? No, no glory holes. Oh, wow, I don't know. Things still? I'm trying to think about it. Have I I've only I was thinking how many times have I left my house since the last time I talked to you online? And it may only be one time. I may have only left my place I one wish time. That was true. I I need to <laughs> <laughs> no. I respect the fact that you have only had to leave your house one time, but I need to I need to go back to no. Katie asking if glory holes were still a thing, like they ever just stopped being a thing. We went to the grocery store. See, I left the house. I'm so proud of you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cody Rhodes is now a glory hole. Cody Rhodes. Glory See, holes never stopped being a thing. The They're lyrics. always in style. I do. It doesn't even make sense. And Cody Rhodes is a hole of glory, though, because we are absolutely loving him. Uh, Katie. 
Yeah. News and rumors. What you got? Hold on. I was prepared for not that prepared. Um. Um. Backlash in Puerto Rico, hosted by Bad Bunny. That'll be yep. fun. That'll be exciting. Yeah, see, see, see. Stevens is still here. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of the same thing. It's basically the same thing. Me and Vince are interchangeable. That's what I heard. Oh, yeah. Okay. Plug in. I call you guys plug and play, but you know. <laughs> Which one's plug? Which one's play? Hey. <laughs> uh, sweet baby Jesus. Uh, that's how so, I like my toys. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> That's a thing that's happening. I don't remember when that's happening. It's the month after WrestleMania. It's the so first weekend May. of May. Correct. May. Thank you, Will. Saray, uh, not Saraya, Saray from NXT is leaving the company. She also hasn't been on TV since August of last year. So I don't really blame her for wanting to leave. Yeah. But, I mean, no more Harriet Potters. Like, that's kind of sad. Matt loved Harriet Potter. I did. Yeah, that's what I called her because she would go from, like, schoolgirl transformation to Warrior of the Sun, but she looked like Harry Potter. She had the glasses and the outfit and everything. She did. I can get behind that. We miss her. I wish I watched more NXT, guys. You really should. I feel really let down a lot by Raw, so I think maybe I'll start picking up NXT Weekly instead of watching Raw Live. Exactly. Raw's a letdown, 9 out of 10. NXT has its downsides, but there are some good things happening in NXT. Yeah. Um, I don't know like how official or unofficial it is, but there's talks that they're trying to get a PLE or pay-per-view in Australia this year. Just traveling I, all over the fucking world. I 100% think this is backlash uh, because of Oceana Pro Wrestling. <clears throat> and you guys are like, what the fuck is that? That uh, is correct. The NWA <laughs> Pacific region, like the islands, used to have an NWA territory and for a long time it's been dormant because nobody's been booking wrestling down there. The Australian scene runs rampant. There's plenty of Australian wrestling happening down there, but there hasn't been an NWA style like counterpart to the Americas since probably the mid nineties or so, I think. Uh, but your girl, Mickey James, she wrestles at impact, Matt. They, yes, they wrestle she on does. Thursdays. She does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> her and her husband, Nick Aldis, he's from, he formerly wrestled for the NWA. Yeah. He was the last good champion they had. Correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, they're they're booking Oceana Pro Wrestling, which is going to be like the counterpart to connect to the states in Australia next year, and it'll be the first time a major promotion's been over there in like twenty five years. So. I was gonna say, didn't he also get sick of Billy Corgan shit and say, "Fuck it, I'm leaving." He did. I uh, that's that's on my list. I just interviewed uh, one of the NWA guys tonight before I like just now, like a couple hours ago, um, and I asked them about Tyrus in the locker room and Billy <clears throat> in the NWA. How Billy Corgan hates women, and Tyrus <laughs> was a dinosaur. And Tyrus is a dinosaur. Billy Cor- I, c- I can't confirm or deny that Billy Corgan hates women, but that is speculated. 
<laughs> you know what, Will? That is a great segue, though, because if you don't hate women, if you love the women in your life or whoever your significant other is, um, you want to keep them happy. And a very good way to keep them happy is to go to MySensualSecrets.com. It boasts one of the largest catalogs on the web across all the varying levels of adult toy categories with toys for him, like Will, for her, like Katie, or for both, like whoever you're in a relationship all with. All three of us. Uh, the product line is extensive compared to the other competitors in the sexual wellness industry. Orders ship within 24 hours, so customers are always satisfied with both the price and quality. MySensualSecrets.com has top-rated reviews and exceptional customer service, so go to Sensual.CreationWorld.com to receive 10% off your order today. That is Sensual.CreationWorld.com. Um, I cannot plug the other one because I literally just realized I haven't asked Travis permission to get the Google Doc yet, so I don't have the ad for the other one yet. So uh, Next week. Oh, uh, yeah. Week. Yeah, that's the deal. But, uh, anything else in news and rumors? Um, let's see, that's all I eat. Uh, Eric Vince had a mustache. He did, and it was awesome. Were those actually real pictures? Yeah, there is an actual picture that circulated. I can, uh, I'll see if I can find it and I'll send it to Matt and he can screen share it for everybody. Mm, not that not that kind of show. This isn't Pornhub exclusive. Not that kind of show. <laughs> uh, that is real fast. That is not news. News. Um, I think that is everything because everything else I have is like revolution based, like new champions and things like that. Unless you're saving those for your spits or swallows, let's talk about them because I, I I'm not spitting or swallowing a show I didn't watch. Um, well, House of Black, new. Swallow. <laughs> new Big AW swallow. Trios champions. Rightfully so. It, I mean, love me some House of Black. Always bet on Black, kids. Especially yes. in Vegas. Agreed. All, especially in Vegas. Of course. Um... Well, okay. Well, at Revolution, there was a new TNT champion. There was. It was Wardlow. It was Wardaddy. Um, and then he got robbed. Quite literally robbed. And then also got robbed again, but we'll talk about that later. Fucking <laughs> Marshall. Uh, that, yeah. And then, like, FDR showed back up. Ruby Soho that. joined the Outsiders. The- she did the outcasts I, I, freelancers god damn it no no they're not the freelancers because that name is fucking stupid i didn't choose the name i don't know why you're yelling at me because i told you we're not going to say that on here because it's a dumb name i agree war daddy got pegged that's hey that's that your is girl. actually not a bad name for this episode Bada-bing, oh, bada-bing. Wait, I thought that was from a while ago. That was from the other night, according to Aaron Rift of NoDQ.com. I know Travis likes to plug the sources these days. Uh, they were also saying um, it might be Photoshopped. Maybe not. It doesn't look Photoshopped like that. I thought people were saying it's an old picture because that other guy is like a soccer player. That picture is Photoshopped. That's from Jesus, so... We can't from like ten years. We ago. can't. We don't know the truth about anything anymore. Who even? Well, once again, it doesn't matter. I plugged Aaron because I didn't. I post that picture. <laughs> want to believe 
that Vince has a mustache and was backstage rocking the fucking porn stash at Raw. Because he was at Raw. He was. He was. He was indeed. And people were mad. MJ, uh, speaking of people being mad, MJF threw uh, possibly liquor into a kid's face. Oh, yeah. He, he pissed off a, a lot of people happened. with that. Which is what a heel's supposed to like. Don't get me wrong. If he knew it was liquor, okay, problem. But like the whole, oh, he threw water on a fan, like even though it's a kid, I, so fucking what? Now, knowing that it was liquor, okay, there, there, yes, there is an issue. If you thought it was yeah. pop, if you thought it was water, I thought it was water. Is what it is. So I heard it was tequila. I also heard it was tequila, but they're both clear. So, like, yeah. How do How do we know? It's well, not like he took the cup, sniffed clear. it, and then just. Yes, not all tequilas clear, but I mean, if they're at a wrestling show, I got to assume it was Terramana, and Terramana's clear, so. Dwayne. Well, the reposado isn't, and it makes a re- they make a reposado. Okay. But this is not about that. liquor. This is about wrestling, and I think MJ is uh, awesome. And how about him going to town on those pickles in the media scrum, though? I didn't watch the media scrum this time. You guys didn't watch the media scrum. Nothing he watched the pay per view. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Why did you heard about it, the pickles? Um, because there was nothing on the pay-per-view that warranted me forcing Kate bucks. to sit through an AEW pay-per-view and pay 50 bucks for it. Makes sense. So there was nothing that I was like, this is something I really, really, really have to see. Like I wanted to kind of, I kind of want to see MJF versus Brian Danielson. I was, I was interested in that. Um, I was hoping house of black would win, but I have no interest in really watching an elite match. Um, I just wanted to watch them lose. Uh, so I would have enjoyed that. And then I had hopes for the women's match and the way it ended, and it ended the way I hoped, so that was happy. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I didn't watch the media scrum or the pay-per-view because I didn't watch the media scrum. <clears throat> but I heard after his match to get some energy back, MGF was just chowing on pickles. Yeah, he was. Now, if you don't have pickles at the ready, but you do need some energy, you can order Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink that is made to give you focus with no crash, jitters, or angst like other energy drinks. They also have no maltodextrin fillers and don't use artificial dyes. Dubby contains vitamins, amino acids, nootropic, and 150 milligrams of caffeine. The product is made in the USA in an FDA-inspected facility that strictly adheres to GMP manufacturing guidelines. Dubby has handpicked what they believe to be the 10 most critical ingredients for focus and concentration, even though Ty Dillinger was not at the AW pay-per-view. We're still going to do it. Uh, w contains important aminos and vitamins that canned energy drinks simply don't have because it's not a canned energy drink. W uses Neurofactor, patented all-natural coffee cherry extract to help fuel you. This ingredient is what gives W its laser-focused and fast reflex effects, making especially perfect for gamers or keeping you up in a post-Ironman press conference. Uh, they dispose full ingredient amounts, and the products will never contain fillers or artificial colors or dyes. W is also sugar-free, maltodextrin-free, and keto-friendly for all you wrestlers who are on a diet and got to stay in shape. Unless you're, you know, Trevor Murdoch, you don't give a fuck about that. Uh, go to w.creationworld.com and use code CREATION to receive 10% off your order today. Again, that is w.creationworld.com. Use code CREATIA. Two in 20. Well done, sir. Well played. What can I well say? Good job. Good job. Um, let's get into the show. Unless nothing else, nothing important. No. No. All right. Uh, Will, do you have some ready, or you still need some time? Because we can no, swallow. I'm good. I got a couple to get to get rolling, and then I'll just right. kind of feed off of you guys. Will Grace, better swallow. Uh, I'll start with Raw, 
and I'm going to start with a good swallow, and that's pretty much everything Edge and Finn Balor are doing right now. Uh, the build of them, that story. And I know a lot of people are kind of getting like sour pissy pants about the Edge and Balor thing going another round. I love the build, and I think if they finish it in uh, a Hell in a Cell match like everybody's leaning to and we get the Demon Balor versus you know the brood edge like how can we not love that so my first swallow of the night is finn balor and edge <laughs> i wholeheartedly disagree with that take but uh you do you uh i i am so over this i have no interest in finn balor ever since judgment day has been a thing my interest in finn balor has just plummeted more and more with each week uh as it passes and another edge finn balor match does not uh tickle the cockles of my heart so matt i said it the other day in the group chat and i love you and the two years i've been podcasting you're one of my dearest friends that i've made but i am convinced you and i don't watch the same show weekly anymore (laughs) (laughs) we just don't watch the same wrestling anymore i have no idea why why we are so far apart on everything um katie got any thoughts on finn and edge well, I mean, well, I was going to swallow just Finn and Johnny because I love Johnny Gargano. Uh, I'm also not... I really thought Finn and Edge was over. I really did. I was excited. I was like, okay, cool. Finn's going to move on to something else. Edge is going to just vibe and hang out. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> um, but no, we, we, we are continuing this I don't know why. We, uh, no. Boo. This is I, the perfect build for this kind of story, though. They've given us a couple matches. We've gone back and forth. Now we're building to what a Hell in a Cell match was made for. This is the kind of storytelling you say you love so much, Matt. That's what surprises me, that we're so far apart on this story. Oh, no, it's not. Because the only storytelling with the Judgment Day that they've really done successfully is the stuff with Dom, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, and Rhea um, <laughs> kind of leading to Charlotte. Once here's again, the deal. we watch different shows. <laughs> it w- it w- here's what I don't like. It was good leading into the mixed tag match because there was a reason for that mixed tag match. Who won that mixed tag match? The great couple. Exactly. So why are we doing more of this? It's over. They got their retribution. Beth got smashed with the chair. Edge and Beth won. So what is the point of more of this? We don't need more. Edge has won. It's over. It doesn't make sense for him to need more. They got Retribu- the win. Retribution was a different group, Matt. They're not I in this. This is that Ollie has nothing to do with this, Matt. We're talking about Balor right now. <laughs> Prince Devitt. My for, point for is, Savannah. if Dom had screwed them and they lost and Edge still didn't get his come up, it's okay, because Edge still needs to get that win. He still needs to defeat Finn. and Je- But he did. They did. So, like, why are we doing it again? Jesus gives me my point, and I give him the uh, the A for the assist. And that's the fact that we're sitting one and one and with a rubber match, and that rubber match is going to be hell in a cell. It's literally what this match was designed for. First off, Jesus doesn't know what a rubber is. Second off, uh, <laughs> oh they God. didn't have rubbers back in his time. Um, How old no, is just, Jesus? Huh? Oh, wait. No, I get it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait a second. <laughs> I will. Welcome to the joke. <laughs> this is Matt's fault. <laughs> 
hundred percent pre uh, pre rubbers. They didn't have rubber back then. They, it was lambskin back then. That's what lambskin. Used. Anyway, that's science. That's real life. It is. Um, no the show is called Smacking a Raw. Thank you, Savannah. Um, no, I just I don't know. I just <laughs> this whole thing with Finn Balor and this character that he's playing just isn't doing it for me. The only thing I enjoyed, uh, even from the match, because again I'm just kind of checked out on Finn Balor, was Dexter Loomis dropping Damian Priest out of nowhere. Um, stopping the interference that was fun for me because I love me some Dexter Loomis, but other than that, I was just I'm very checked out on everything Finn Balor. He is the most underutilized, underappreciated talent in WWE's entire roster, which is, is why one, I'm checked out. He is one of the most talented guys there, and what he's doing is garbage, which is why I'm checked out. Well, so. 90% of the judgment day is garbage. This is the one redeeming factor about it, but we'll get to that later when we talk about Rian and Dom. <laughs> Uh, Katie, spit or swallow? Um, I'm going to swallow Carmella versus Bianca. I love, I love my women's wrestling. It's a great time. Carmella has been kicking ass, taking names since she came back, and I'm very happy for her. And she took it to Bianca, as she should. Uh, I really thought they were about to make this like a triple threat, and I was like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Just, be, just Bianca and Oscar Mania, please. I love Carmella, but like, no. And then, you know, like, Oscar coming out after because Chelsea Green got involved. The Mist. Oscar made it a meme on Twitter. She's a menace. Chella. Yes. Justin says hi on two platforms. Hi, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I wasn't getting acknowledged on YouTube. I'm going to go to Twitch and they'll acknowledge me. And the same, yeah, same thing. (laughs) Um, no, but I I loved this match. This it I, I also love the fact that Bianca isn't just like sitting on her ass waiting until Mania. She's like her and Oscar are both like having good matches with people up until Mania. It's like that's that's good shit. All right, all right. Um, I agree with. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, Katie said everything. Uh, the interview about Bianca prior to the match, the match itself. The budding friendship of Chella and then Asuka making the save. Um, it, I really, I, I personally believe that Asuka is going to win at WrestleMania. Um, so I I'm very know. interested in that match. I actually don't know. But like, that's the fun of it. I like going into matches where I'm like, I want both teams to have fun. That's, that's the vibe for that match. <laughs> both teams? Yeah. They're full both on teams, teams now? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. basically. I love Carmella. Pretty much everything since her return. I'm usually not the over-the-top character wrestlers versus in-ring work, but I think her character work right now is just being herself turned up to 12. I love it. So I'm here for that. So uh, I'm pretty much down for anything Carmella's bringing to the table right now. Yeah. Yeah. We- uh. <sighs> So I'm going to swallow everything Bloodline from tonight and uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, Before the show, Paul gives Jimmy and Solo their orders. Solo is supposed to solve the KO problem, and Jimmy is supposed to solve the Sammy problem, uh, whether Jay shows up or not. Uh, KO versus Solo ends in a DQ. Sammy saves Kevin, but KO is still salty as shit and refuses to take the help or his hand. We even saw a little bit of like Cody giving KO a pep talk in the back. After all of this, uh, in the background of one of the scenes, mm-hmm. um, 
Sam even comes up to him and he's like, listen. And KO's like, no, fuck off. Take your hand and shove it up your ass. Um, Sammy ends up defeating Jimmy. Jay shows up, hugs Sammy, then super kicks the fuck out of him. Loved it. We all knew it was coming. Like, if you didn't know it was coming, I don't know what you were smoking. There's no way to get to Usos versus KO and Sammy at WrestleMania if Jay is friends with Sammy. Without the turn. That had to happen, right? Yeah, they have the belts. There's no way to get there. It had to happen. See, Matt, Um, we did agree on something this week. (laughs) Then Cody makes the save, and then we move on over to SmackDown. And over on SmackDown, Paul's all excited. The Usos are together. Jay's back in the fold. Jay does not look happy. Does not look excited to see Paul, even though Paul's excited to see him and giving him a hug. He's like, where's Roman at? And Paul's like, I, I I, love you, and I'm happy to see you. And he goes, yeah, that's great. Uh, where's Roman? When you see him, tell him I'm here. And then Kayla comes in, and Kayla's like, so why'd you do what you do? He's like, I'll talk about it in the ring tonight. I'll say everything I got to say in the ring. And even there, I kind of felt like there was a little bit of tension in the situation. I'm like, maybe he's going to say, like, Fuck Roman Reigns, I only did it for Jimmy, but that's not what we got. He basically said the same shit Jimmy said, which is Sammy is selfish, and Sammy did this to himself. You made these decisions. You left me with no choice. This is my blood. This is my family. You were never getting picked over them. I don't know why the fuck you thought it was going to happen. I mean, he did also say in that he was like my brother is gonna get clipped i had to do what i had to do which is what people have been saying like he did it for jimmy he did it so jimmy wouldn't get beat down and terrorized like he did two years ago jimmy's a fucking magician because he said cody rhodes and poof he was there yes yeah, just poof Smoke, pyro, um, whoa, boom, like, and then it happens. Glory holes and all. Um, glory holes and all. Stop. That, this is my show, and I will not stop. Uh, <laughs> Don't ever stop, Matt. Cody shows up and he's like, "Listen, if you're gonna talk about me, at least talk about me in my fucking face, bitch." Yeah, he did. Uh, and then he's like, Those "Listen, I don't listen to you. I listen to them, and they want to fight." And Jimmy and Jerry mm-hmm. like, "All right, it's two on one. Bring it." In comes Sammy. Takes out Jay, brawl ensues. Cody's stripping uh, out of his work uniform, his his suit. He looked shit. like a nineteen twenties gangster. He looked like he just walked off the set of that. Uh, what's that? Peaky Blinders. Called? Yeah, Peaky Blinders. Thank Nailed you, it. Nailed it. <laughs> There's a brawl in the crowd. There's a brawl at the announce table. Katie got some of Cody's sweat in her mouth. She can I... still taste it. She <laughs> just so no. I did it. That is what you told me before we started the show. You're like, I was so close I could taste Cody Rhodes. That's legitimately not what I said. I you said straight that... up said I feel like Brandy right now. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. You heard it here first, people. No, don't put that narrative out there. That's fucking weird. <laughs> no, I said that brawl happened at the bottom of my section. I was in row M. I was a little up, but I could see everything. It'll be in the vlog, I promise. What does Cody taste like? I don't know. I did not taste him. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, so that whole thing that continued, we're we're starting to move towards Usos and Sammy. We'll get to KO eventually. That's how the story has to evolve. Something is going to happen where KO is going to have no choice but to go out and save Sammy and accept his hand and get us to our tag team title match while Cody veers back towards Roman when Roman decides to show up and do something on a show. 
Um, so I don't know if they showed it on TV or not, but uh, you know, after the brawl ensues and like people come out and separate and everything, um, I so I since since I could see the ring, Sammy was like just lingering at the titles for like a solid thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yes. yes. Accurate. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Sorry, but yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know if that is. I don't know if that was shown that he was kind of just staring down at the titles, like not moving, like hyper focused on um, the tag titles. I don't know. I, I don't know that I really paid attention. Like I, the last thing I really saw, because I, I again forgot Rampage was on, but I immediately remembered and then put it on. Like I turned off what I was watching it on. I'm like, oh shit, I need to pull that back up because Rampage was Cody raising Sammy's hand in the ring. It looked like they both looked down at the titles and then Cody like grabbed his hand and lifted it up and then I think they went off there. Okay. Okay, so. I was just curious. Uh, Will, spit or swallow? I sent you a picture for this one, Matt. You did? Yeah, this is my indie wrestling spit of the week uh, because I'm the only person that watches indie wrestling for fun. Um, what I sent you was a picture that I got tagged in and sent to me a few times from a ring crew in New York and what they literally did to support their ring. They put a log up and used a log to support part of the ring for this show. So it's, it's the ring log. Um, at first I was like, Oh, that's funny. And then I realized that it's a real thing and this is what they're known for. And they do it regularly. And I have to say, I get the whole, like we're cutting corners and saving money because we're a mud show, but this is genuinely fucking unsafe guys. Yeah. Like this is really bad. So I spit any indie promotion that has to use logs to support their rings. (laughs) I would agree with that. That seems wholly unsafe. (laughs) Uh, Bakley apparently is here. Hi Bakley. And saw that. uh, So the show was at a church. Um, Just preparing for all of I prepping for the lumberjack match says pretty. Kyle. Also, uh, as of right now, I think uh, I think Alice has got a winner. I think that uh, freedom and daddy issues is a good title for the episode. I wrote it down just in case you needed. I appreciate that. <laughs> Nailed it. You're welcome, buddy. Um, Katie, unless you have any thoughts about uh, logs, spit or swallow. <laughs> I do not. Um. <laughs> More more women's wrestling on Raw. I'm gonna swallow Piper and Nikki. I I just love Piper Niven and the fact that she's like continuously wrestling like almost every week and they're utilizing her well because that's not really what happened the first go around with do drop. So I'm very happy with everything right now with piper and who knows what could happen after mania maybe she'll she'll get a nice little push to the title who knows you know what's funny uh don't let me forget to talk about the ray mysterio stuff because like there are certain things i just know that you and vince are going to talk about so i don't even bother putting them in my notes uh-huh. uh just to, like save space so i don't have to type all that shit out and piper <laughs> niven and everything she does is one of those things so like i don't even bother putting that in i didn't put in the legato stuff because vince was going to be here and then he couldn't make it so uh, don't forget that. I'm writing it down. I love Piper down. Niven, by the way. Oh. I've been I've been saying since she debuted as Dewdrop that they didn't need Dewdrop, 
and it's part of the whole Piper. I hardly know her. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> I've been saying since she debuted as Dewdrop that she was going through her version of the WWE identity crisis because she came in as Piper Niven, had a successful run in NXT UK as their tank giant in their women's division. And then when she came over, they christened her this, you know, giggly little baby face dewdrop <laughs> that couldn't get over. And then she comes back as Piper and is immediately this beast again. And I'm like, this is who she should have been a year ago when she debuted the first time. I know. Crazy. I agree. I'm going to gargle Seth and Logan Paul. Uh, I enjoyed the segment. The problem is I just don't want to watch Logan Paul wrestle at WrestleMania or on my TV. Uh, the segment was great. Paul said, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, you want to fight? Well, I'm not fighting this shitty town because I don't fight for free. Seth sends Miz out to get the match made because he's the host of WrestleMania. So he's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And he's like, all right, go and like throws him out of the ring. <laughs> Logan tries to cheap shot him. Miz comes back in to break the fight up. Gives Paul an opening to land the cheap, cheap shot, lay Seth out. Like, if it was anyone but fucking Logan Paul, this would have been a really fun build in the segment. It's just, I don't give a fuck about Logan Paul. I don't care how good he is in the ring. I don't care how good anyone is in the ring. Like, that does not matter to me. The guy's a fucking douchebag. What's the name general, of the company, Matt? Don't care. What's the name World, of the company? World Wrestling Entertainment. Okay. I was just making sure it hadn't changed in the last hundred years. It hasn't. Wrestling. You're saying wrestling is an important on a wrestling show. <laughs> that is correct because it is not a wrestling show. Okay. It is a TV show that has. Give him a second. Look, what was not the wrestling? Got... Show. Yep. There he is. It is. It is a TV show that has wrestling on it as a way to solve conflicts, but it is not about the wrestling. It is about all the stuff that leads up to the wrestling and the moments that they create. The wrestling in WWE has not mattered for a very long time. I'm not frozen. I'm just sitting here in okay. awe real quick. <laughs> I uh, I don't think you can have a wrestling show in, in any capacity where you have matches and you book them and you have baby faces and title belts and you have heels and you have the start of the match and you have the build and the shine and the shutdown and the comeback and the finish. And you do all of these things that have been booked for the last hundred years as wrestling matches and then say they don't matter. It's the premise of everything that the show is based off of is based off of the fact that it's a wrestling match. The people who are wanting to be successful are wanting to be successful wrestlers. That's why they're in that company. I disagree. Um, okay. no, I, I believe enough. that's what it was founded on, but it has not been that for a very long time. The majority of the guys, as we talked about, that hold championships are not the best wrestlers. Wrestling is not a sport. You know why? Because if the people who were actually the best competitors in the ring won the belts, people probably wouldn't watch the show because most of those guys are boring as fuck. <laughs> John Cena was not the best wrestler for a fucking decade. He had like three moves, but he was the most entertaining in the stories on the mic leading up to his matches. He did not have the best wrestling matches. He was not the best wrestler. The best wrestler on TV right now is probably Chad Gable. And what is he doing? Not wrestling for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. 
But in ring, in WWE, he is probably the best wrestler. And if this was an actual wrestling company that was a sport, Chad Gable would be going for that championship because he would be the best wrestler. But he's not. Okay, I'm sorry. Then I need to clarify when I say wrestling. Then I will start clarifying by putting pro wrestling in front of it because I'm not talking about the shoot amateur wrestling that you are referring to because there's not a shot in hell that Chad Gable is a better in-ring worker than Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is also not challenging for the title at WrestleMania. No, he doesn't need to. He's bigger than the title. He doesn't have Uh to have it anymore. Uh, he said wrestling needs to lead up in the drama and the build needs the match to mean something as well. They They go go hand in hand. That's my point. Thank you, Bakley. For WWE, most of the time, the matches are kind of an afterthought. They're just the way that they solve the conflict. There's not a lot of wrestling going on in these wrestling matches. We It's changed a little bit with Triple H, but especially when Vince was in charge, the wrestling was very much secondary. Most of your shows, most of your wrestling shows weekly had like four matches, and it was a lot of talking, if you had four matches. We did an episode about a year ago. It was the first time Allison was ever actually on screen or in voice because it was audio only still then. Uh, But we did. It was called Down for the Count. And what we did was we watched sequential weeks from the 90s to where we were at in 2021, and we watched Raw and Smack – or we watched – it was we watched the shows that would represent it was like raw and then we watched it was 2001 because it was the first year smackdown was around so it was 20 years apart and what we did was the whole point was we did a percentage of how much of the show was actually wrestling and in the early 2000s there was more wrestling on the shows than there are now i 100 agree with you the amount because... of pro wrestling on the product has gone substantially lower because you had guys like Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero and Redacted, um, all of these guys who were really, really good wrestlers. And that's why I said fans got spoiled by having a period where there was a shit ton of actual good wrestlers in a product that really isn't about the wrestling. Like Stone Cold and The Rock main evented WrestleMania for three fucking years, and they were not putting on five-star match. They were putting on fights. Stone Cold was the biggest thing in fucking wrestling. And even though at one point in his career, he was a very good worker, when he was at the height of his popularity, he punched and kicked people a lot. Very they were not great too, wrestling way. matches. His his stomps were not very good working stomps. They didn't look good at all. But those matches that they had were produced and called. Those They had producers that were in the back. They went through those matches. There may have been nothing but punches and Luthez presses and stealing each other's finishers and wearing, you know, Stone Cold's vest. But every single intricate part of that match was was set up so that way it could be flawless and be perfect and put on a good show. Like, it didn't look like a traditional wrestling match, but the intricacies that made that match special were still there from a regular wrestling match. The things that made Hogan... You know, Andre at three, great. You know, the steps and the processes of the match, you know, tried and true. They still work now if you book a match that way. You know, the the matches still exist. They're there. They are part of everything, but they're not the most important part of the thing. It's not what everything is about. It is a way to solve conflict. It's a 50-50 split. The story and the matches have to complement each other to build the show. 
But what I'm saying is WWE is heavy on the story and light on the matches, and companies like AEW are heavy on the matches and very light on the story to complement them. Does AEW really tell stories, man? They do. They do. They absolutely do. Katie looks real bored now. Can we move the fuck on? (laughs) (laughs) This was bound to happen at some point, and we're still not done. Me and Bat both know we're not done with this conversation. But I love you, man. I still do, and I'm glad we can and, have an adult. And we're talking about specifically it. about WWE, not professional wrestling as a whole. So you're correct; it's not most important to me, which is why I watch a product that's very light on it. But as Katie said, we'll move on. Um, I think it was on me. I gargled Seth and Logan. So Will spit or swallow? Uh, I'm going to gargle undecidedly as I follow behind you. The ladies' triple threat match. Um, and partially because I don't think we necessarily needed Trish thrown in there. Uh, I, I didn't really see the point of drop. I get why they dropped the titles to Lita and Becky. You know, this goes into the story side of it. But I'm still just wrestlers. not really buying into the whole concept of needing to call up legends for the sake of calling up legends. So I'm kind of gargling undecidedly because I think the tag team match would have been great. I don't think it necessarily needed to be a a trios match three on three. I agree. We we were saying that that's not what we wanted. However, this is where we're at. And they did it because Triple H is trying to put less matches on two nights of WrestleMania. Quality, not quantity. Yeah. Um, It is what it is. That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> Crazy. It's just a play it out moment. I don't really care much for triple, like the the trios matches. I think they get sloppy. They're not worked as well. Uh, but it's the safest match if you want to have two people like Trish and Lita in there so they don't have to worry about working, you know, a 10, 15, 20 minute banger. So they don't have to spend as much time in ring, don't have to take as many bumps. Yeah, use the talent you have on the roster and stop bringing in the old fucks or whatever it is our says. It's WrestleMania, and that's what WrestleMania is, and that's what WrestleMania's always been. It's been a spectacle. It's been celebrities. It's, you know, bringing in the big names to sell tickets and draw shit. Again, WrestleMania was not built on just being a wrestling card you had cindy lopper you had mr t you had all of the extra to make people buy shit so that i don't expect anything different when it comes to wrestlemania because this is what this is the formula that it has been since its inception this is the things they do which is why like i get why logan paul is going to be there i just don't give a fuck about logan paul (laughs) there are a lot of wrestlers out there that are really good in the ring that i just don't give a fuck about because being a great wrestler doesn't define you to me in a company. Um, Katie, spit or swallow? I'm going to swallow John Cena coming back. I just love John Cena. And if people were like mad at the promo that he gave to... He, yeah, he roasted Theory because Theory's a little bitch. Rightfully so. It's what John does. It's what he's always done. He did the same thing with Rock. AJ. Roman. Like, tough shit. 
I didn't want it for the title, and I have been clear about that since Chamber. We would have put the title on Montez or Gargano or someone. We could have had that, and this could have been for no title. It's for the title now. It happens. I'm not going to complain because I'm getting John Cena in the ring again. And he was really emotional coming out because he said he doesn't know if this will be the last time he's in the building, coming out in that building. He gave a shout out to Stu, the cameraman, who wasn't there because he's old. I just, I, I just know Cena's time is like almost done, so I'm, I'm treasuring this. I don't get why everyone was so mad. This was a sink or swim moment for Theory. This is <laughs> that they threw him to the sharks, and now it is up to Theory to figure out if he's. It is not in any way, shape, or form. WWE's responsibility to protect Austin Theory in a mid-card feud. They are putting him in a position to see if if we put you up against someone like John Cena, are you going to be able to hold your own or are you going to get eaten alive? And that's exactly what this was. I mean, John was spitting facts about everything in his promo from uh, no one caring about Theory, which is why you're in this position now because if you can't make him care about you in a match with John Cena, then maybe... We put our stock in the wrong guy. Brought up them piping and fake crowd noise for Theory. Uh, called him a dumb son of a bitch. Uh, theory ain't ready. And Cena's trying to save his ass here by, you know, not accepting the match. He's like, you're not ready for me. I'm trying to save you here. Um, we get Cena versus Theory at Mania. And then we end up with Cena sack tapping Theory and saying he has no brain, heart, or balls. And he really needs work on the last one. Yeah, I loved it. I loved everything about that segment. I it was the line where he said, "No matter what, you lose everything because if you beat me, you you win the day. But then you've got to come out on Monday to the nastiest crowd on the biggest night of the year by yourself with nobody to hold you, with no safety net, no crutch, nothing." And Austin, he sold it the perfect way because you could see it was either real or he sold it perfectly because it looked like genuine fear in his eyes. And I think that's what made the segment is the uncertainty of, of theory being unsure of if he could. And I don't know if that was just him selling it or if he was, if Cena put him in his fucking grave, because I think the burial that everybody's talking about was supposed to happen. We knew it was going to happen. Nobody expected Theory to outduel Cena on the mic. And if he did, we would have shit our pants. We'd be having a completely different conversation. Nobody expected it to win. So the burial that everybody's getting upset about was supposed to happen for the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it was going to happen regardless. So, yeah, fuck eventually. Off. Yeah. One could say that John Cena dog walked Austin Theory. Oh, he did. Mm -hmm. That was definitely a good way to describe that. And uh, if you have a dog and you need to walk them like John Cena did Austin Theory, you can go to dog.com. Dog.com is your online dog supply shopping and information destination. Everything your dog needs from toys to treats and food is available, including collars and leashes for when you're walking that dog. They even have outdoor gear and water safety gear for if the dog's crying after you bury him in the middle of the ring uh, for your furry friend. So go to dog.creationworld.com and receive up to 64% off your order today. That is dog.creationworld.com. Good job. You got all three. 
I did it. Nailed Adio. it. Nailed it. it. Three for three. Um, so that was Katie. So it's on me. Um, I am gonna swallow Tony D'Angelo defeating Dijak in the opening of Roadblock. Uh, Stacks coming in to sacrifice himself to save Tony after almost costing Tony the match by you know being pulled into. Uh, the cage with Dijak to be touched in ways that he did not appreciate. And Tony being like, I can't just lock you in there. I feel bad about it. What, Katie? Nothing. Nothing. Continue. Where was Dijak positioned behind Stacks? Some of the most fan, I, some of the most fan, some of the most fun I've had is behind someone with my hand around their throat. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, but Tony D getting the win over the racist cop, gotta love it. Forget about it. All we fucking needed was Tony D to win. Hell yeah. Forget about it. I like Tony D. He's one of the few guys from NXT that I do like that I that I've semi followed in the little bit of NXT I do watch. I li- I've liked his character. I was really excited for Dijak to go back to NXT. I didn't want the Terminator X three thousand ripoff. Like, no, we wanted, yeah, we 80s. wanted. I wanted Dijakovic, the guy who exactly. burned Karanid Keith Lee into a table at Portland. You know what I mean? Like, Matt doesn't because he didn't like to feast your eyes. Am I wrong? He had great matches with Keith Lee. I did not love the fucking feast your eyes bullshit that he was Looking. doing. So, I I preferred Keith Lee to Dijak. I will not deny the fact that they tore the house down. And that is one, see, slight aside. I've always said that black and gold for a brief period of time did what we are arguing about better than anyone. And that is taking the storytelling and mixing it with the wrestling better than anyone did better than the main roster did. Cause I feel like the main roster focuses way more on story than they do the actual wrestling and AW focuses way more on the in ring product than they do the storytelling NXT found the perfect recipe and I don't know how they fucking lost it, but Sean, Definitely doesn't really. I'm not gonna say definitely doesn't have it. He has it with the women, not so much the men. I don't know what the deal is with that. In NXT, they are 100 in NXT. They are the women's division is more talented than the men's. Like they're performing at a higher level than the men's. I know. I know who Roxanne Perez is. I'm familiar with her. Good. Um, I know Carmelo Hayes. Uh, I know Matt Shitty Kid, the orphan. Um, What's his name? Wesley. There you go. Wesley is. Okay. Yeah. So I, I know some NXT things. I've got one thing on my NXT list to spit or swallow. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you got? Spit or swallow? I'm going to swallow the modern day Maharaja. <laughs> okay. I think it's kind of cool that he's back in NXT with Veer and those guys. Plus, I know the person who makes their gear. So it's kind of cool that my boy's gear is going to be in uh, 2K23. <laughs> So, like, that's all kind of cool. So, I get behind it, like, the Indian Mafia or whatever it is. Like, I'm here for that. That was my my swallow from NXT. I think I think he's being able to do, um, when he goes back to NXT, genders having the same effect that <clears throat> Finn Balor did. It's not like he's going back because he wasn't performing on the main roster. He really wasn't. But he can go back to NXT. And the way Finn described it is, 
NXT is like Broadway. It's not as big. It's not as theatrical. It's not as uh, like, you know, Michael Bay is raw or SmackDown. It's very much a little bit more primitive. And, you know, that's what Finn said he liked about NXT while he was there the second run. So I think that Jinder Mahal will fit in well there with this kind of group that he's in now. So I'm going to swallow Jinder Mahal. I I just had that as like a gargle, like that whole that whole match. Just because I don't know. I Braun didn't necessarily need to be in the match, but it did lead to something later in the night between him and Carmelo Hayes. So like I'm okay with that. But I just I wasn't really feeling the match. I love everyone involved because everyone involved kills it, especially Creed's. Back when we used to, when Matt used to hate them and call them the Croods. Remember that? I do. I do. And look where we are now. The Creeds. The Creeds. Can you take me higher? That's Creed, right? That is Creed. Uh, I prefer What If uh, from Scream yeah. 3. But... Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Creed? Yeah, we're going to go see that this weekend. Well, not together. <laughs> Separately. Imagine <laughs> I fly to Chicago yeah. <laughs> just for the just movie. Because, Everybody's just... real confused. <laughs> I would. I hundred percent would. Um, Katie, spit a swallow. Um. All right. Stay with me. I'm gonna swallow the Waller effect. I cannot stand Grayson Waller within an inch of my life because he is an annoying little Aussie prick. However, having HBK out there and being like, no, see, like, we 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 put the ball in your court and you just didn't fucking deliver. You wanted the rematch because the ropes fucked up. We gave you the rematch. You missed your shot. And Grace Muller goes off. Da, 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 da. And he's like, he really wants to fight Shawn Michaels. And Shawn's like, listen, you're not the first person who's tried to get me out of retirement again. Take it fucking easy. But here's somebody who will gladly beat your ass at Stand and Deliver. Cue the Rebel Heart, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. It makes sense. Full circle moment, baby. Waller took his ass out before he became a free agent and went to go be a dad. It makes the most sense. And people were mad about it. What else is fucking new? (laughs) Well, because everyone thought that Bruce Lee was coming back from the dead. The challenge, right? The last dragon Bruce Lee was in the crowd or some shit, or that's right. Dra- I heard Dragon about Lee. that. Dragon Lee. Yeah, Dragon that's Lee. what I said, right? Mm-hmm. So they all yeah, thought it was people, gonna be him, and then they were sad that it was Gargano. Yeah, everyone thought it was gonna be Dragon Lee, but like realistically, if you think about it, Grayson Waller was shitting on NXT, who was at one point known as the heart and soul of NXT. Johnny Gargano. We've been through this, so Dragon Lee is the brother of somebody. Oh, this is fucking ridiculous. Who's not Sin Cara. Okay. Yes. I trained for this moment. Go for it. You ready? Yes. Okay, so in AAA, all right, the, the, the lineage of Lucha Libre is that your name isn't necessarily attached to one person, right? So Sin Cara. Oh, yeah, Dramatic. Yeah. And Roosh. Drillistico and Roosh. Yeah. Okay. So Roosh and Drillistico and Dragon Lee are all brothers. Drillistico used to be 
a guy whose name was Mystico. Okay. Yeah. Mystico became Drillistico. Then a new guy became Mystico. Mystico then became Sincara. Okay. Yes. Then it all got shifted around. Then Drillistico became Mystico again. Then became the new Sincara. Then he moved to AEW. And now Drillistico's in AEW. Dragon Lee's other little brother, Roosh, left and went to AEW. Dragon Lee became the new Dragon Lee because of his other brother who went to become a wrestler somewhere else. So now Dragon Lee is in AEW too. So there's five guys with seven different names from one country and two families. But Dra- Dragon Lee's in NXT, not AEW. Oh yeah, he was in NXT. Yeah. I'm sorry, not yes. AEW. Uh, Rouge okay. and Drillistico are in AEW. Yeah, Russian dramatic. Yeah. So there was like a lineage. One brother would leave, then the little brother behind him would take the name, and then the one would leave, and then he would move up and like. So it was like a list of names that the brothers kept adapting from one another. Is 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 the last dragon Bruce Lee the one with the uh, uncomfortably small trunks, or is that dramatic? Uh, that was dramatic. Okay. Everything Drillistico has ever done has looked like he was like fifteen. And this is going to sound terrible, but I can say this because I'm a little thick boy. Uh, it looked like everything he wore was made for somebody like fifteen pounds lighter than what he needed to be in, like. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Like everything yes. was like a size too small. Yeah, that's yes. kind of how Drillistico looked. Okay. Uh, Katie, I am with you though. Also, we never got really a finish to the Johnny Gargano, Grayson Waller thing. So this <laughs> makes perfect sense, especially for WrestleMania weekend. We still have a few weeks to build it, uh, get some promos and everything in. So I'm, I'm all in on this. Gargano and Grayson Waller? Yeah. On the grandest age of them all's younger brother. It should be a really good wrestling match. The wrestling should be really, really good. Yeah, but the problem is the other, you know, 50% of that story is Johnny Same Face and Australian Johnny Same Face. So their match will be fire in ring. It'll be a great five-star match accord it would probably get like 3.75 from uncle dave but i think it would be a five-star ratings don't matter but just as long as they don't have to talk to each other i'm fine with it they're the most monotoned no facial features having motherfuckers i've ever seen in wwe i don't understand where all the hatred from dry gargano comes from He's like the Nick Cage of WWE. Nick Cage is a man How? with issues. Here Johnny Gargano is a wrestler with issues. Like, at one point, his issues were his family. At one point, his issue was losing the title. At one point, his issue was being a whistleblower. Now his issue is Grayson Waller. He's a wrestler yeah, with issues. Even, even uh, Nick Cage has some bangers. Like, for example... In the chat, Justin asked what our favorite Michael Bay movie was, and mine's The Rock. Um, I love The Rock. That was also, a great movie. Also, love me some motherfucking Con Air, even though that was not Michael Bay, but another Nicolas Cage movie that is a banger. <laughs> Are we pretending like Grayson isn't one of the best talkers in wrestling today? <laughs> I don't think we're pretending. I think we're just saying that. <laughs> I have never heard a promo from me. I can't look at you right now, Pretty Kyle, as much as I appreciate your opinions, and go, you remember this one Grayson Waller banger of a promo? No. Mm -mm. I can't. Um, I'm going to swallow the continued uh, decline of the women's tag team titles through the drama of Fallon and Kiana that I know Katie hates because they're not doing anything with the tag team titles. But 
Uh, Briggs goes to talk to Kiana, smooths things over, you know, gets Brooks a phone call to straighten things out. And during that conversation, it is mentioned that there were flowers that apparently they thought came from Brooks, but Brooks had no idea about these flowers. And uh, our girl Fallon puts two and two together and says, I fucking knew that bitch was on some shit. I'm telling you. And he's like, oh, okay. I'll just fucking go along. Sure. She's on some shit. And now Fallon's got a plan to get her tag team partner in trouble and ruin her relationship with her best friend slash crush. Because Kiana James is on some sneaky (laughs) shit. Briggs looked at the car and he was like, oh, because he saw the flowers on her desk. And he was like, oh, well, you know, Brooks is a nice guy. I got you flowers and stuff. And he like went, goes to pick up the card to like read what he wrote. That bitch snatched it so fast. Like it was the last twinkie in the box. Just snatched that shit and hit it in her planner. You're not slick, bitch. You're hiding something. I wish I had Twinkies in my planner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I say things? Uh, yes. Uh, Team Firecrotch may be going for, you know, Bakley's sisters may be going for the tag titles. Which girl? Bakley put some damn respect on Isla Dawn. On your name. sister. <laughs> on your sister. Isla Don was the one that I I confused Alba Fire and Isla Don the other night on Vince's show. You did. That's okay. You did yeah. your best. I tried real um, hard. Will spit or swallow? Uh, I'm going to swallow the international title, changing the All Atlantic around and uh, renaming it. Um, you and I were talking about it in the chat. I don't necessarily agree 100% with how it's being booked because I think they already have a TV title. Um, That's what the TNT title is for. So I don't necessarily agree with them making Orange Cassidy compete with it because I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll follow with that. Uh, I'll set you up with the, with that one, but I don't think this title, the way it was originally presented was supposed to be a weekly television defense. And now that's what he's doing week over week is coming out, pulling it out of the backpack, giving us a 10 minute. Okay. Wrestling match. And then he leaves and does a skit comedy stuff. I but agree. I like the uh, idea of being an international title because the all Atlantic title made no sense with the fucking Japanese flag on the front of it. Yeah. Uh, by, by Savannah, JJ, they do have their own tag team titles. Um, no, I agree with you. So, when the All Atlantic title was presented to me, I thought this was going to be their Intercontinental title, and then I was informed that the purpose of the title was supposed to be essentially a workhorse title, where the the person would take it and they would travel to other promotions and defend it, allowing you know Pac, who was the initial holder, to you know go compete and uh, spread the good word of AEW like the uh, Jehovah's Witness that he is. Um, across the land and give all these indie promotions shots at this AEW belt and include them in it, which at that point I was fine with. I was hoping that we were going to get an intercontinental title because I viewed the TNT and TBS titles, as you said, as TV titles. And I've always said the TNT title should only be defended on TNT and the TBS title should only be defended on TBS, which means Jade competes on dynamite. And at this point, powerhouse Hobbs, which we'll talk about competes on rampage and, more than likely should probably be the main event of Rampage every week. 
with them redubbing it the international title, I'm hoping against all hope that maybe this becomes their top tier mid card title because I wanted to see guys like we saw in the initial match your Samoa Joe's. Um, well, I don't think Samoa Joe was in it, was he? No, it was going to be uh, Japanese Samoa Joe. Um, what the fuck's his name? Uh, but then he Japanese he make... Samoa Joe? Yes. Um, he looks like Samoa Joe, but he's bald. Same body build. Oh. Um, 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 fuck. Who is it? Well, anyway, Malachi Black was in that match. Miro was, was in that, that match. match. Miro was in that match. Uh, that guy, that guy was supposed to be in it. So, like, uh, yeah. Itchy. Itchy. Yes. Itchy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the itchy and scratchy show. Um, so that is what I was hoping to see for the what I thought was going to be their intercontinental title was that those guys that aren't quite at the main event level of AEW but are on the cusp. Mm-hmm. That's not what it was. So maybe now that we're doing this, we can we can go back to that or get there from this. So um, I'm not a fan of the fact that Jeff Jarrett's getting the shot though because I do not need more Jeff Jarrett on Fuck my TV. Jeff I know he's a hometown boy for you, but he just. <laughs> I don't he just... think Jeff Jarrett. He, I said it the other day, too. He's a shell of himself. He's not the Jeff Jarrett that founded, you know, TNA with his dad, Jerry Jarrett. He's not the Jeff Jarrett that came through the 90s and, you know, NWA North American champion debuting in the 98 Royal Rumble, you know, like opening the forbidden door. None of these people are represented by the Jeff Jarrett in 2023. No wrestling needs Jeff Jarrett in 2023, except as a backstage producer and a hand. I agree. Katie, spit or swallow. Isn't it yours? No, he went. So oh, it was Will, then you, then yeah, me. Yeah, I, I just swallowed the international <laughs> title. I got this. you. I'm doing my best. <laughs> Uh, I'm still going <laughs> to stay on NXT. I'm going to swallow Gigi versus JC. Gigi got the win. Gigi got the dub. But then JC, being a little, little bitter bitch, didn't accept that win. Attacked her again. Tried to break Gigi Dolan's neck with a chair. The audacity. Did you hack stop. my phone and read my notes? Yes. Because that's pretty much word for word what I had to <laughs> It's because we have the shared love of Gigi Dolan. Because <laughs> that has. Not the only reason, but that's a very large reason. A very large reason. Very large reason. And that means we're probably going to get another match at Stand Deliver. Where it should have just happened in the first place because Roblox sucks. Um... No, I agree with everything. Like, like I said, you read my notes word for word. So yes, swallow. <laughs> so proud. Of I got you. nothing. Um, I'm gonna swallow the fact that we're finally gonna get uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker. Um, this is a match that has been long in the making, and finally, after the Jinder Mahal oh. stuff, Braun comes out and he's like, "I'm sick of dicking around. I'm uh, I'm sick of saying, you know, come on out here." And then someone, I I thought it was gonna be you, come on out and like surprisingly they have a very civil just kind of like mutual respect we came up together we're gonna go out there we're gonna tear it down 
Both guys are pretty sure they're going to win kind of moment that you don't really see often in NXT. There wasn't any bullshit. Trick didn't come out. Nothing. You know, it, it was very much a on mutual standing. We're just going to go out there and we're going to, you know, tear the shit down and Carmelo better fucking win. Um, that's where we're at with that. But yeah, no swallowing all that. Yeah, and the fact that I also like that they didn't just like make up some beef between the two of them because like they don't really have beef with each other. They were on the same team for the war games when it was black and gold versus 2.0. They like they, they talked about it in the promo how Hunter and Sean were like, You are you two are the future of this brand. We're putting our stock into you. And they they both know that, and they both know that they're the shit. And I swear to God, Carmelo Hayes better walk out with that title or HBK is going to catch some hands. I agree. Carmelo's way overdue for that title. He should have had mm-hmm. the title, I don't want to say months ago, but he, he should have been primed to go into Stand and Deliver as the champion. He should be having ending his first feud at Stand and Deliver, not possibly winning the championship. I agree. I mean, it is their WrestleMania, so I guess it'll be a nice moment for him to win at the biggest show NXT has to offer. Yes. Hayes is much better than Braun. I completely agree there, Dan. Um, I have no idea when Dana Brooks ever going to wrestle again, to be honest with you. There's no 24-7 division, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Will, spit or swallow? I'm going to spit... And this is this is wrestling related, but not directly in ring related. I'm going to spit the fact that right now in the space where they've legalized sports gambling, they're discussing on legalized gambling on professional wrestling. And I think all this is going to do. Is why? Be, why? Why am I yeah. worried about it? No. Why? Why are you spitting a place that has legalized sports betting? to legalize betting on professional wrestling because it's a predetermined finish which makes it entertainment and not a no it's sports entertainment but it's not a <laughs> no it's sports entertainment it's not the but same thing as a sport it's a inter- sport. it's apples and oranges <laughs> that's that's all you had to say was it's not a sport that's all i wanted it's not no a it's sport. a different entity completely together yes, than sports correct. It's, it's sports it's entertainment sport. is the entertainment based around a sport that is wrestling correct yeah i agree so yeah no again uh not a sport because it has a predetermined outcome and you shouldn't be betting on things with a predetermined outcome correct thank you I agree. Um, any thoughts on that, Katie? Always bet on black. <laughs> You're swallow, Katie. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I'm gonna swallow Roxanne versus Mikko Satomura. Hell, fucking yes. <laughs> Round block. Fucking stupid. Um, I love the fact that Roxanne got the absolute shit kicked out of her. Roxanne got rocked multiple times. Mako is so fun to watch in the ring, and the moves she does is incredible. And Roxanne's such a good seller because literally she faints at the end after winning the match, collapses to the ground, and the hush over the audience was 
it's like I, I felt something in my stomach. I was like, I don't like that. I don't care if it's a work or not. It's too fucking good. And it, it I don't like how I felt about it because it either we are all being worked and she's just taking a play out of HPK's book and fainting because that's what people fucking put on Twitter. Or she legit did just get her shit rocked too many times. So they did not throw up the X and because they did not throw up the X and the ref was like, get medical out here. What are you doing out here? You're not medical. Where's medical? Why are you here? Where are the EMTs? Like at that point I was waiting for him to throw up the X and he did not, which is why I'm 90% sure. Yeah. A work. Exactly. But like, I just, again, I don't like the way I felt inside because it seemed too real. Oh, yeah, she did a great job. And Booker T getting up from commentary and coming in the ring to check on her because she came from his school and all that. Yeah, like all very nice touches. I know people have an issue with them throwing up the X for storyline purposes, but we're at the point now where we, as like wrestling fans, like actual diehard wrestling fans, not casuals, we know what the X means. So to convince us that this might be something real you have to go that far you have to do that if you want to fool your mainstream hardcore audience you know they did it with seth yeah they absolutely did it with seth. people Which cried they shouldn't be doing that i was like i was i legit thought that was her i was like god damn it y'all can't do that and then because then he came out with like a fucking crotch and i was like oh i know this motherfucker's lying now yeah and just to the, the refs also have earpieces that have open mics yeah. running to the back so they could throw the X up and at the exact same time, you know, because if they throw a worked X, then they'll tell over the mic, you know, this is this is the fake one, you know, this is the fake one, this is the fake one, you know, like they, they'll do that so they know because they do have to throw that up in the event of a real major injury. So you can't have a boy who cries wolf situation. But you're absolutely right. They will have to write them in to convince us because – the internet is full of a bunch of smart marks, smarks, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we don't convince them that it's real, they will think everything is fake. I I 100% agree. And uh, like Bakley was pointing out in the chat, uh, she was honoring HBK or it was a little nod to HBK passing out after his match with Owen mm-hmm. uh, from an episode of Raw. He yes, is, you know the guy running shit so it makes sense I mean, that you know they did the barbershop thing three weeks ago roughly history yeah. repeats itself man he was there for so many big moments in the wrestling history and the fans today aren't old enough to remember most of them so he's going to start recreating shit we saw in the 80s just wait till tony khan books a scaffold match in the next three to five years don't don't put that in the universe i wouldn't even say it'd be three to five years i'd say within a year it's gonna happen next week. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it'll Sorry. be. At, <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm. I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't make the reach for the sky match a scaffold match for the titles. I'm not sure how AWA got away with it when they called it the Skywalker match. I don't know what AWA is, but I agree. What, which movie came out in '86? Didn't Jedi come out in '86? Um, maybe. Kay's gonna look it up. <clears throat> One of the original Star Wars came out in 86, I believe, 
It was I, that's why I want to say Jedi. But anyways, yeah, AWA called it the Skywalker match, and it was a scaffold match between Midnight Express and Legion of Doom. Jim Cornette took a shoot fall and broke his ankle. Um, eighty three was Return of the Jedi, and then the okay. next one was ninety nine. Okay, so it was between the two. Never mind. I knew it was in the eighties. I couldn't remember when. Sorry. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Yeah. I was like, that's um, what Google You don't make that face. <laughs> well, yeah, because Star Wars is a big thing in that seventies show. So the last one coming out in eighty three makes sense. Um, I'm gonna swallow Powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow and the new TNT champion. The I, I saw a picture of. Hobbs with the TNT title. So at this point, I don't know if Wardlow actually had his car broken into and his shit stolen, or if this was all them doing this to make the street fight at this point. See, that's the thing. I don't know because I was talking to my friend who works for WWE because we're both going to AW next month. And we were talking about it. And he was like, yeah, like, did you see, like, they had the, the TNT belt, like, on the announce desk whenever Hobbs and QT put Wardlow through the thing. And I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. And then it really, like, I really started thinking, I was like, did, A, I would feel bad for Wardlow regardless, because, like, that's just terrible. But, like, t- t- no, there's no way. <laughs> there's a way. Like, they, they have to have, like, just multiple titles. Because after Jericho's got stolen, like, whenever he was first champion at like a fucking steakhouse or whatever the hell. Well, I was going to say they do have a shit ton of versions of the TNT title because everyone had their own color for a little while. Like, but this was honestly, I don't know. I, I, I would be more inclined to believe that they did this for a story going into it to set up the street fight so that QT could come out and cost worth. Like it all fell into place too well for Wardlow to actually, have his car broken into and AEW can afford to smash the window of a rental car or just have a car to, like WWE has poured concrete into fucking cars and destroy cars. Like it's not beyond the scope of possibility that they broke a window and played all this up to set up the street fight, set up the QT to set up Hobbs as your new champion. And I think it has been well past due for powerhouse Hobbs to hold an actual belt that means something. So I agree. I thousand percent agree. I said it last night. I have no issue with Powerhouse Hobbs being the champion. I love p- p- Powerhouse Hobbs. We love Powerhouse Hobbs. And it was big meat, immense life of meat in He's street clothes. He's a good clothes. wrestler. He's a good wrestler. Powerhouse Hobbs is a nice guy. But why the fuck did QT Marshall, of all people, from a stupid, shitty storyline from a year ago, ha- no. Uh-uh. I don't know. No. QT hasn't been seen or heard from in months. I'm that's what pisses me off most about this. And I'm allowed to be pissed off. Because it it just it it mm, talk, please. I wrote down the notes that I quickly jotted down while we were getting. I wrote down spit the hot potato title. I love yes. the idea of war, uh, of Powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow having a good feud. I love the idea of getting a belt on Hobbs. I don't like the fact that, and I've said, I've used the old homage about, you know, the Mid-Atlantic title and Flair and Wahoo trading them back and forth like seven times. I've talked about it because at the end, we knew it was worth it. 
I don't know how they're going to tie this in to four different people holding this belt in six weeks now or whatever the ridiculous number is, because this belt has changed so much. It's going to be hard pressed for me to be convinced that all of these title changes made sense at the end now. I said that at this point, you should have just never took the title off of Wardlow. You could have kept him hot. Samoa Joe still had the Ring of Honor TV, whatever title he has in Ring of Honor. Yeah, TV, because he's yeah, because yeah, he's the king of television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still could have had him doing that because then we didn't need to have him versus Darby for the title and have Darby win it and then have Samoa Joe win it back. And that, like, we didn't need all of that because then we could have had Wardlow have a nice run with the title and then we could have had Hobbs win it at whatever at Revolution or Wednesday. I will say this is the, I mean, they broke the factory up. And he didn't talk, so this is probably the best way they could have used QT Marshall. I didn't have to hear him speak, and the factory isn't a thing anymore. So, like points in that direction. Um, also, Bakley's saying the match it all out was a triple threat for the title, so this kind of puts an end and closes out that story. Um, by Hobbs winning that, so I said you could have just had Hobbs cash in the golden butthole at revolution and we could have got the triple threat again and have Hobbs win it there could have done that as well but, that's why i like danny kind of tied it all into there for me because i forgot that it was a triple threat match at the start of this so all three of them holding the belt but i still don't like the idea of it changing every couple weeks though it's not it it's, devalues it's the changed title. hands every single month this year and we are f- 11 days into the third month mm-hmm all right, all right. Uh, Will spit or swallow? I am swallowing QT Marshall versus the entire wrestling journalism world. I oh. loved oh. it. This man has went the fuck off on pretty much everybody who called themselves a wrestling journalist at one point or another in the last twelve hours. I even retweeted something trying to bait his ass just to see if I could get him to because he called out JD from New York. He called out Sean Ross Sapp. He called out Raj Geary. Like, this dude was calling out everybody tonight with zero fucks to give. And he had a pre-recorded segment on Rampage. So it all started back over again, uh, you know, like that 10 o'clock range around the time Rampage started. It was just all reset. So I'm here for QT Marshall versus all the wrestling journalists. It's going to be like Wordlow versus all the security guards, except it's going to have way more acne and mommy issues. Jesus. Uh, I'm never for anything QT Marshall. So uh I'm on the side of all the wrestling journalists in this one. Um nothing, Katie, no thoughts. Did I take that off your list? Because when I said it, it looked you it looked like I may have taken one off your list. Who, me or Matt? You, Katie. Oh, no. Oh, okay. I just, I was just like, oh, more QT Marshall. Yeah. Great. Well, you guys didn't bring it up. So I was going to use that because that was the next one on my list. That but yeah, QT Marshall versus everybody. I'm here for it. All right. Katie, spit or swallow. I'm going to swallow Destination Unknown, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Soho, her promo in the match with Sky Blue. I like the fact that Ruby said, no, see, I came in here. 
y'all were so excited and then decided to just shit on me because I beat Chris Statlander, one of your faves. I like the badass, angry, pissed off Ruby because like it, it helps explain why she did choose the side of the outsiders, the, the outcasts. Outsiders. <laughs> I also really enjoyed the fact that she called the fans uh, fat, neck-bearded, mouth-breathing trolls. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And pointed out how uh, the company didn't even respect Tony Storm enough to give her the title uh, and left it as interim. Uh, yeah, they For didn't the until... A little, a, a little liberty with the history there, but she was it's interim okay. champion far longer than she was champion yes. champion. That is very true. That is 100% um, true. She also defeated Sky Blue, and I love me some Sky Blue. Oh, Sky. Um, Willow makes the save for Sky Blue um, before they're, you know, turned into She-Hulks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the whole thing, and I agree with you. Um, and I also said, I think we were talking in the chat because everyone, I don't know why everyone thinks like this has to be a four on four or five on five, but everyone's like, oh, who's going to, like, I, I suppose Athena from Ring of Honor could join because she is a WWE outsider. She is a heel right now. She, you know, adds a championship to the, the group and everything as Ring of Honor mm -hmm. is champion. And then they're like, who's going to be the, who's going to be the fifth member? And again, I don't know why it has to be like five specifically. We've done war games matches with fucking tag teams, like three groups of three yeah. and shit like that. Um, but somebody brought up Thunder Rosa, and Thunder Rosa is another one who made a name for herself outside of the company. In fact, in a company uh, that was at once kind of thriving, like the NWA, before you know they put the belt on guys like Tyrus. Um, what did they call their world title, Matt? Do you remember? The Burke. That's right. Yeah, they do. Yeah, because of Mildred Burke. Yep. Good job, Some buddy. really old lady who used to wrestle back in the 1900s. Um, <laughs> Don't say it exactly. like that. That makes exactly. me feel so old. <laughs> was it not in the 1900s? Yes, Matt, it was in the 1900s. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it, it's all cool. Yes, JJ Ruby is heel now. Uh, she definitely said that. She joined up with Soraya and Tony uh, at Revolution. Um Thunder Rosa can say all the same shit. Like everyone turned on her. They made fun of the whole sandbagging thing. You know, it's always supported Brit. She never got a fair run with her championship. She was treated like shit. They stripped her of the title. So it would all make sense. You know, she is technically also an outsider, even though she's not from the company. She's not an AEW homegrown talent. She had a name before coming in from somewhere else. So did Serena Deeb. So that's true. And Rick. Also, I don't know when it happened in the match. I looked down and looked back up. Ruby got her gauge ripped out. Because <sighs> it was just like black heart earring gauge on one side and bloody mess on the other. I... <sighs> but like, badass to keep wrestling when you get a gauge that is, you know, embedded in your skin. Ripped out of your head. Fucking gross. But like, as good as that. Is Claudio still Ring of Honor champion? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Really? Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. They're doing a great job of promoting that and talking about that on TV. Yeah, I know. You know, with all those tag matches he's working with Wheeler Yuta, definitely showcasing their champion. So I saw Cage uh, Bakley say, Claudio refusing to accept Eddie's challenge, saying a man with no honor will not be champion. I'm like, is Claudio still champion? 
Yes, indeed. I feel like they haven't talked about that. But you knew Tyrus was the champion of the NWA. See, 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 Billy's doing something, Matt. No, yeah, something terrible. We make fun of him. Yeah, we keep bringing it up to make fun of it. I'm single-handedly um, getting NWA views by bringing it up on this show week after week. <laughs> this, this this is the moment where I talk to Mr. Warren Hayes if he's listening. Uh, Warren did not seem to be a fan of the fact that we got out of a Jericho feud with Starks and then we went into uh, Juice Robinson. Rock hard, Juice Robinson, by the rock way. And I'm a fan of anyone who has both the terms rock hard and juice in their name. Um, but I actually... Jericho, the whole Starks Jericho JS thing was terrible in my opinion. It was garbage. It sucked. If anything, we need to build Ricky Starks back up from that. Um, I don't feel like beating Chris Jericho at this point in everything they have going on really means anything anymore for anyone. I don't think it boosted Ricky Starks. I don't think it he benefited from it. However, I was saying that instead of Jericho, we should be doing something like this someone who's kind of on the same level wrestling wise at the same platform as that. And my understanding is juice Robinson was part of, you know, he did things in uh fan fiction. He was part of the, the club that makes bullets and shit. They were doing stuff over there. So like, I feel like this could be something for, to build both these guys towards something. If you're investing any time in juice Robinson, we can build juice Robinson up. And this could be that mid card feud that maybe helps get, Ricky to where he needs to go because we had the feud with Hobbs, but Hobbs wasn't quite there yet. Now he is, but we already ran through that. Jericho didn't do shit for him. If, if they had done Starks and Garcia, maybe would have been better. Starks and Jericho, I, I really think it hurt Ricky more than anything else. Ricky. Yeah, because well, think... Jericho's a bitch. Sorry. Ken. No, you're good. <laughs> I was no, hoping he... that maybe at some point we would get you know, Juice and Anime DX and Kenny Omega all together. <laughs> Why? Because because they were all in the Bullet Club. Bullet Club. Yeah, and it could be storytelling cool. from overseas. <laughs> I have no issue with that. I mean, I also kind of want to see the uh, tag match set up with the House of Black, the JAS, and uh, the yes, Elite please. to be a. Uh, loser leaves town match and then have the house of black retain and and the elite just leave and go back to new japan that'd be fantastic um which was in my notes but i i said it so there's that um, <laughs> says it yeah the only cool part of that was house of black teleporting from the titan tron to the rampway to finish their promo I still think the funniest thing is them in my mind just having to haul ass as soon as the lights turn out somebody tweeted i don't know who it was but they're like as soon as the lights go out brody king just scoops up julia hart and throws her over his shoulder and they just haul ass with night vision goggles to the back that was the funniest thing i've ever seen because I, I that's all i'm gonna picture now That is a great reason to book a trios match, a triple threat trios match, is because you have two guys on your roster who are both from someplace in Canada. Winnipeg. Guinea pig. Guinea pig, yeah, Canada. From guinea pig. Yep. Um, guinea that was pig, me, so Manawona. Will, spit or swallow? Um, kind of fine, but I can see that my pants now, my checklist has been marked off. Uh, I'm going to. 
swallow Charlotte Flair carrying Shotzi Blackheart through that match and putting on a good quality match. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? There's something on the TV. <laughs> I'm that was swallowing Charlotte Flair carrying Shotzi Blackheart through that match, kicking and screaming, tank and all. Never seen the tank entrance live. That was cool. You know, well, I'm I'm willing to take a lot of shit. That's what I'm not willing to take. We can't be friends anymore. Uh, I, I'm changing sides. I'm gonna go over, you know, <laughs> with the people that have been running their mouth about you. Hang out with them. Oh. Start listening to bad white rappers and all that stuff. I'm I'm, I'm doing the whole thing. So um, I'm gonna buy myself a pair of yellow shoes first thing tomorrow. Um, <laughs> how dare you! Uh, no, Shotzi accepting Charlotte's open challenge was a swallow because it got Shotzi on my TV. I'm spitting the fact that she lost, even though I knew she was going to lose because there's no point in having your chance. There was a little hope that Rhea would come out and Shotzi would get a quick win and that would kind of be part of the build of their matches. Now Shotzi is beating Charlotte because Rhea came out. But mm-hmm. we had the post-match promo where Rhea's like, I'm going to win. And Charlotte's like, I cannot work any man or any woman in the company, period. And I'm like, oh, Will wrote this fucking promo for her. Look at that. That's the truth, though. She can't outwork any any woman and most of the men. At least things. True. Yeah. At least Ronda wasn't there to botch things and hurt Shotzi. Um, and they definitely did show the tank. She came out in the tank. It was part of her whole yeah. entrance. It was there. I could see part of the tank from, like, the entrance thing. So that's how I knew <laughs> that's who Charlotte was facing. Because like Charlotte came out and then like went they went to a commercial or whatever and I could see part of the tank hiding in the back. I was like, oh cool, Shotzi's here. <laughs> um, Katie, now that I'm fucking offended, uh, spitter swallow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to swallow the fatal five way. One, Xavier Woods deserves everything and anything. I want nothing but good things for Austin Creed, Xavier Woods. That's point one. Point two, um, the amount of chops taken to LA Knight was absurd. That man's chest was like as red as my hair. That was crazy. And they were very loud. Um, point three, this should have just been a fucking triple threat after both Seamus and Drew McIntyre pinned people. And- but no, and Pierce is like, oh, okay, we'll have another match. <coughs> we know it's going to be a triple threat. You're just prolonging the inevitable. Just give well, me yeah, the triple threat. still weeks away. Mm-hmm. Just give me now. Stupid. But I love the match. And Scarlett Sold was there. Out Batista. Give me what I want. <laughs> no. But like Scarlett was there. That entrance, that's a cool entrance to see live. I will say that is all carrying cross has to offer is a fucking entrance in Scarlet. That is all that man is. That is all he has to offer. I know I TC loves him because he's from Vegas. We had uh, Isaac in the chat. You know, I wanted like carrying cross as a concept is right up my alley and he does mm-hmm. not deliver in any way, shape or form on anything um, outside of having a hot wife that they're I, underutilizing. Um, and a really cool entrance. That's She's all. She's a he fantastic is. worker. They yeah. need to cut her loose and let her wrestle in ring because she can wrestle. Uh, he was also he's he was great as the White Rabbit and like Lucha Underground and stuff. 
they're not this is the identity crisis i mentioned before like wwe doesn't know how to handle some of these guys that were already established before because we're expecting the same carry and cross we got as killer cross and all the other versions of him but wwe won't let him be that person tiktok um yeah i'm just i'm not into carrying and i also am not a fan of the fact that there was a second ref for no reason i'm gonna be honest with you i was watching the match peepers were there i looked down because my phone was blowing up i looked up and the second ref appeared out of fucking thinner i had no idea when the second ref even came out i was so confused <laughs> and i was there so i mean There's but it no... makes sense for after the fact I guess. There's so no way that would have been a legal ending to a match. The rules yeah. are there for a reason. And this is one of my biggest critiques with AEW is that they make up the rules on the fly. Matt, you and, I've, you and I have had this conversation many times. Is that they pick and choose which rules to follow. The fact that two refs counted a three count when there was only one legal ref in that match means that second ref's count shouldn't have counted. That's it shouldn't have ref- mattered that two tried to count earlier in the match too now that i think about it because like jessica carr was like getting ready to count but he like the other ref slid in the ring and started counting and then he slid back out and that's that's when i noticed there was a second ref because i was like where the fuck did this guy come from (laughs) that makes absolutely no sense why there would be two refs i i i was just there i don't know Uh, i'm surprised will didn't swallow this um the greatest tag team in the world, FTR, returned, cut a fantastic promo on Dynamite about how they can't sit home while the Ass Boys call themselves the best in the world. Talk about how the guns stole their last moment with their best friend from them. So they're going to take the only thing that the guns have left, which is their titles uh, from the Bris, you know, their last moment being with the Briscoes and mm-hmm. everything like that. So um, I enjoyed that whole thing from FTR, and I'm glad to have them back on AEW. More Love FTR. What you say? I said more daddy issues. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. Big um, Same. Will spit or swallow? Um. I. This is kind of a play off of Revolution and a play off of what you just swallowed with FTR coming back, and it has to do with the Gun Club. Um, I'm swallowing them as champions. And here's why I think this is the perfect transitional, the transitional story to get us to FTR being champions in AEW. Um, the guns are the perfect way to get us there. We couldn't, you can't expect two babyface teams to have a big feud. You FTR and the acclaimed weren't going to happen. They're both two over. So having the acclaimed drop into the guns and then the guns retain in that heads up competition against uh you know there was there was only two teams in the match it was the guns and it wasn't best friends or double j who was no, the other dan team. house and an oc yeah well the, the best friends and then it was jeff jarrett and orange house orange house orange yeah it was who, triple j yeah who was the other tag team though that's the one i'm missing in my brain i'm brain farting it, on the fly guns acclaimed orange house and triple j Okay, yeah, so it was just between the guns and the acclaimed were the the two teams there. So I like the fact they retained. I like the fact that FTR came out 
everything that's happening right now with that story is just a transitional to getting back to FTR as champions. So I'm swallowing the guns, as weird as that is, because they're they're telling a good story right now with the tag titles, getting us back to FTR. All right, all right. He's swallowing the ass boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Katie, what are you spitting or swallowing? Um, did you want me to talk about Legato or did you want to talk about Legato? I was literally just thinking she hasn't said shit about it and it wasn't on my notes and it just popped in my head. So go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> well, this is the only thing I have left written down because I was there, so I didn't have anything with my Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna gargle the whole situation with Legado, Judgment Day, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio being the first in, okay, uh, side swallow the fact that we finally got a Hall of Fame induction <laughs> nominee, because I've been fucking waiting. I've always um, liked a good side swallow. Good side swallow. I love a good side swallow. <laughs> um, but back to the main thing. Uh, you know, Ray comes out after the you know video package thing. He doesn't get to say a word before his shitty son comes out with the entirety of Judgment Day. You know, Dom's just running his mouth, whatever. Legado comes out because Santos actually respects Ray, and then that leads to the six-man tag, which it should have just been the entirety of each team. So we could have got a little bit of intergender up in there. Rhea and Zelina. But no, I don't get nice things. It's fine. (laughs) I don't get what I want. And then after Judgment Day wins, Dom's like, no, listen, guys, everyone leave the ring. I just want to talk to my dad real quick. And then he pulls the, you know, I should have been Eddie's son. The entire crowd was just waiting frame Mysterio to beat his son's ass at this point and he didn't but he did step out of the way of dom trying to attack him from behind again progress at this point i just i don't know if he if ray would have just beat dom's ass from the beginning this has been way more entertaining <laughs> If what I said needs to happen happens, then this whole thing is a big swallow because somebody oh. is going to have to induct Rey Mysterio, and I need Dominic Mysterio to come out and ruin the induction and beat the shit out of his dad to finally be the tipping point, catalyst, whatever, to make this match a thing to get us to where we need to be. Just wrote that down. What if they don't book it for WrestleMania until the Friday of SmackDown when they do the Hall of Fame induction? And that's the tipping point where they finally go, yes, I'll wrestle you. I'll meet you in the fucking ring tomorrow night. Literally just wrote that down. Well, so here's my question. Who would originally be the one to induct Ray and have dom attack them and make it so personal that ray finally like snapped it's not necessarily about beating up the inductor it's about ruining his hall of fame ceremony ceremony. there's a whole slew of people that could induct ray mysterio throughout both his wwe career wcw you could have billy kidman uh you could have conan you could have uh hoovy or psychosis anyone that he wrestled with yeah come in and induct him uh they they could have his mom 
induct him and have Rhea come and take her out. And then just fucking you know, kidnap her. Yeah. Angie gets taken out. Ray comes out pissed off and Dom beats him down, rips the mask, whatever um, needs to be done. So you have a lot of options for inductions that I don't think the inductor is the big thing here. Also, the reason this entire thing got a swallow was specifically the one line from Dominic Mysterio that said, I should have been Eddie's son. Mm-hmm. So See, that's a good point. I Mickey am now leaving AEW. Hell yeah. Uh, all I can think about now is Andy like starting to walk up to the podium and fucking Rhea just comes up behind her and just takes her away. That's all I'm thinking about her. now. Yeah, Vicky could induct Ray. Uh, but then we have to hear Vicky. I don't well, think I have not. anything against that. I think Vicky I mean, inducting Ray would be fine. Dom did go on record not that long ago saying like he has consulted vicky about everything they're doing right now with like the mommy stuff bringing up eddie and he asked if he's like can i can i talk to her and like see if she's good with this vicky also was wearing an i'm your mommy t-shirt at one point in AEW. Mm-hmm. she was vicky yep. comes out starts to induct ray and starts shitting on him teams with dom and Rhea. <laughs> edge could induct ray like there's a lot of options um Blue tisa. <laughs> My last one. Uh, do you have anything else, Will? No, I do not. Uh, I'm going to swallow Mark Briscoe coming out on Rampage, announcing the Reach for the Sky Ladder match, uh, and then the first team being his friends, the Lucha Bros, coming in. So, uh, you know, we'll wrap up this Hispanic heritage discussion from Legato and Ray to Lucha Bros being the first ones in the ladder match for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles in honor of Jay Briscoe. Uh, the Reach for the Sky Ladder match. So, it's going to be awesome. Love it. Yeah. Can't wait. They'll probably win, too. I'm just saying. They would be my pick, and I don't even know who else is in it right now, just because their relationship with the Briscoes and Mark's tagged with them a few times already. I think that it it's the setup and, for it. And that the first team announced. Yeah. Oh, and Mark Briscoe's challenging Samoa Joe for the ROH TV title. Pop off Mark Briscoe? Yeah. So. Well, Jay was the one that had the successful single runs. Jay's a two-time Ring of Honor world champion, I believe. That sounds right. He was the more attractive one. It makes sense. Before he had dreadlocks. His first title reign was before he had dreadlocks. Uh, Katie, what was your favorite show you watched this week? I I like don't even know if I can say SmackDown because like a lot of SmackDown was ass. <laughs> but I'll say it anyways, because I was there, and I did get to see Bloodline stuff and Rhea twice. So, I'll go I'll go SmackDown. Mr. Gray? My favorite show of the week this week? Uh, can I count Revolution since it was on Sunday? It's still inside of a Sure, week. yeah. It was after we recorded the last episode. Okay, I'll, I'll say Revolution then. Raw and SmackDown and none of the other stuff has really done it for me. Um, I watched a really great indie show called MEW Vibe. It's on the Premier Streaming Network. It was really good, but nobody really gives a shit about indie wrestling outside of me and Allison. <laughs> Warren Warren likes indie wrestling. Warren likes yeah. indie wrestling. Yeah. Uh, don't worry, Jesus, because my favorite show of the week, Roadblock Units Rise, was NXT Roadblock. Uh <laughs> It was. I, I enjoyed the the majority of that show. You can we got Gigi and JC. We got Roxanne and Mako. We got a lot of good shit. So, I know. 
good show. I just hate the fact that it was called Roadblock. Will, can you plug uh, what has essentially become a Creation World side project in uh, Botch Bots and Chair Shots <laughs> and all the fun things you do over there? <laughs> Botch Bots and Chair Shots is uh, a little shindig show we've got going on on Sunday nights. It's over on the Rivet City Radio Podcast Network. You can find us anywhere you do anything on the internet at Botch Bots and Chair Shots. Starting Sunday night, we will be streaming live on the Purple Site Twitch as well as YouTube simultaneously from both sites because I finally made it to the 21st century. Um, other than that, we've got some cool shows rolling. We've got trivia on Thursdays, the Boss Pitch Power Hours coming, and we've got nerdy news at 420 all rolling inside the next month. So uh, it'll be fun. It's got a lot of stuff going on. I won at trivia. I like. She did win at trivia. She beat me in Bakley. She did. Matt, you'd be proud of me. I got a horror movie question right. Nice. And Katie, you won at trivia, right? I got a trivia question for you. Um, according to the Bible, who were the first man and woman God created? Adam and Eve. And uh, not only are they in the Bible, but they are also a sex product company. And if you have a lover in your life and, you know, my sensual secrets just isn't doing it for you, go to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve is the nation's largest marketer of adult products with millions of satisfied customers in the United States and all over the world. Founded in 1971, Adam and Eve is also one of the oldest names in the rapid evolving adult industry. For more than 50 years, they have built up a reputation as trusted and reliable adult toy store that takes pleasure and privacy seriously. When you want to shop erotic toys, Adam and Eve has it all. Men and women, straight or gay, anywhere in between, including bisexuals like Katie, uh, Adam and Eve has the adult toys you're looking for, including but not limited to vibrators, dildos, anal sex toys, bondage toys for, you know, the Sultan of Step on Me, couples toys, lube, sexy gifts, and accessories. Unlike other adult stores, Adam and Eve stands behind all their products and offerings uh, and offers a no-questions-asked return policy. So whether you bought a dildo, sex swing, or a penis ring, you can get a refund within 90 days if you're not 100% satisfied. So go to adamandeve.creationworld.com, use code erotica, uh, E-R-O-T-I-C-A, to receive 50% off one item plus free shipping on orders of $49 or more. That's adamandeve.creationworld.com. Use code erotica to receive 50% off and free shipping. Adam and Eve, listen, I'll be honest, Adam and Eve, top tier. That's that good shit. So I'm happy about this <laughs> for you guys. Uh, we actually, um, of all of the things that we've done so far, I believe Adam and Eve is the first uh, actual sale that we've made. So uh, it's worth it. I've actually gone sale outside of me because I've already used the promo code. I've got shit for me and my wife. Um, you so should. you guys should take advantage of it because 50% off one item free shipping is a great deal. Also, they throw in like free, uh, you Everything. get to pick like a free gift and shit. So uh, please go use that promo code. AdamandEve.com or AdamandEve.CreationWorld.com. Code Erotica. Hook yourself up. I have a and real question yeah so the the returns yes is there a refurbished dildo section that i don't know anything about like slightly used Probably. is that Check a thing that. there might be you might get a discount on you know a slightly used refurbished dildo huh salty vibrator who knows well no there's <laughs> nothing that would be good broken in or used already i was trying to think about it i was like would it be like you know, but there's nothing that you would. It's not like a pair of shoes where you get a pair of sandals that are already broken in. But never mind. I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, a refurbished cock ring sounds absolutely terrible. Speaking of cock rings, Katie, plug yourself. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> I don't like that transition. Okay, let me try this again. Uh, speaking of anal beads, Katie, plug yourself. I feel like that one's worse. Okay. <laughs> um, you should take you can, one. I know. I, I have many regrets. You can follow me on Twitter at KatieRasson13. The link tree I'm about to take out. Thanks to the showcase. Twitch.tv slash the showcase. Typically Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern-ish. It's usually 6.15. And youtube.com slash the showcase watch videos where we're entertaining uh there will be a smackdown vlog put up sometime this weekend it's, it's more like a it's like a podcast <laughs> slash smackdown vlog thing so it was different than last time uh anchor spotify google podcast apple podcast if you want to listen uh the showcase weekly show and brand uh inside the mind of an interview series both of these lovely gentlemen's have been on the show as well as Allison, uh, I'm filming Savannah's. What? I've been on the show three times. Y- well, yeah. Well, you've been on twice. The Rack has been on once. He lives in my head. It's me. Kayfabe, so I've been on three man. Times. You were mentioned in the episode <laughs> many a time. Uh, but we're filming Savannah's on Monday. So that'll be out in like two Mondays. So uh, that... We did March Madness with Vince. That's up on his channel. I did trivia with Will yesterday. Um, Savannah and I will be on Botch Spots and Cheer Shats on Sunday for their season three premiere. Um, I think that's it. I feel like I do way more things, but that sounds about right right now. So there we go. All right, you guys can follow me at MattRiddersMattTRIDDER on Twitter only. Uh, unless you want horror content, then follow at Getting Off on Twitter as well. Creature World is the brand under which the Smack and Raw podcast exists. You can go check them out every day, Monday through Friday, roughly around noon, with uh, Will, me, Mara, Vince, Travis, and an ever rotating cast, eventually, possibly Katie. Um, <laughs> Talking all that nerd-ish uh, here on twitch.tv slash creation world or youtube.com slash creation world if you are watching us live. Thank you. Um, also, if you want to you know, find everything, we got Linktree slash creation world. We've got creationworld.com. We've got uh, Twitter. It's creation world. I-T-S-C-R-E-A-T-I-A. Instagram. Also, it's creation world. TikTok. Also, it's creation world. Go there. Follow, like, subscribe if you have a Twitch account and an Amazon Prime account. You get one free sub a month through your Amazon Prime account. Link those bitches. Send them our way. We would appreciate it. We got a Patreon, patreon.com slash creation world. Uh, for $1, you get to hear me talk about more wrestling. WCW uh, with Travis, 1997. Um, got another episode coming out probably next weekend. Um, we just dropped one like a week or two ago. Also, Multiverse of Madness with Travis and Mara. Uh, or Multiverse. I don't think it's Multiverse of Madness but where they talk about comic books and all of those great things. And it's all just there for a dollar. And then so much more, if you want to spend more money, you get more things. So please go support us. Um, We appreciate you all. Thank you all for chef by trade to Mark by choice and the Sultan of step on me. I am the patron state of podcasting the word Mad Ritter. And this has been the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub.